Today's episode of Content Academy is brought to you by Bounce Pro Trampolines and Piano Moving Services. Well, it's Tuesday again. That means it's time to get the content crew back together for another 45 of edutainment, or in this case, movie discussion. Uh, calling in from her house is Georgia. What's up? And also calling in from his house is Josh. Hey, oh, yep. I had to leave the uh, mobile command center. Had a few things to take care of at home. I thought uh, I left. I thought I left you with the mobile command center. Wait. No. So you're saying you're not in the mobile command center right now? I am not in the mobile command center right now. Shit. Where did we park? <laughs> where did we park? Where did we park it? So full disclosure. It's at the Denny's. Oh, it's at the Denny's. <laughs> Still at the Denny's. The DPL. So full <laughs> disclosure. Right? What's that? Yeah. yeah. Bruiser's got it on lock. So full disclosure, we did not do an episode last week because we were on that planet in Inception where time passes differently. So for us, it was only five minutes, but we didn't realize that for our listeners, it would be two weeks. So this little maneuver is going to cost us two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and it did. And I and I unfortunately left my totem in my oh yeah. See, that's so, that's what happens. Uh, that so, was another hurdle. So this week we have another movie to talk about. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, it's a classic PBS special from 1993 that we're going to talk about. Uh, but first, why don't we get into some headlines? What do you say? Yeah, let's uh, crack them open. Let's see. Uh, for flight attendants, getting people to wear masks is the hardest part of the job. I would have guessed it was only using tiny bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Korean scientists have created the first invisible solar panels, or at least they promise that they have. Uh, that one's kind of <laughs> <laughs> No, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are. Yeah. <laughs> here's this incredible like new rotating. Yeah. Here's this incredible like new a... invention that's better than anything else in the past. It's also invisible, so I'm you can't see it. Like a, a rotating display platform. thing. Yeah. Display yeah. with nothing on it. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking exactly. of that meme where the guy's like slapped hood of. Carpet. Oh yeah. You know, but you can like fit so much. Of invisible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can fit so much solar power in this thing. SpaceX rocket. A SpaceX rocket has deployed record-setting cargo. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, what did Elon Musk have to say about this? It's hard work being Iron Man. Not only do you have to be a genius and a billionaire. <laughs> You also have to get all these Avengers in line and face off with a new supervillain every week. <laughs> uh, according to Bloomberg, the next MacBook Pro will feature an SD card reader. Also, the next big thing is DVDs. <laughs> SD card reader, what the heck? What year is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the United States has just topped 25 million cases of COVID. And I have just bought three cases of Mango LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> you see, yes, I mean... They both have the word yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's the joke. Well, you, see, you, get a new, you get a new one of those headlines every week, and I just don't know yeah. where to go with it at this point. So um, That's a classic Alex Formula headline of, here's something in the news, yeah. and here's just a bit of news yeah. from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, something exactly. I did that has the same word as one <laughs> yeah. of the words in the headline. And I keep one Someone case. Someone the same weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I keep one case in the car in case I get thirsty while driving. It's a little <laughs> trick for you. 
let's see here. Disney Plus is about to unseat Netflix as the top streaming service. And the word unseat is about to unseat. All right, all right. I think you get where that one's unseat. going. <laughs> unseat. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that, like, Peter Pan and Aristocats and uh, Swiss Family Robinson are unavailable on Disney Plus for children under the age of seven? Oh, really? Yeah, because of, um, like, racial stereotypes. Yeah. Racial stereotypes yeah. Wow. Insensitive. Like, there's huh. the morning on there, but. They keep it, it's like blocked from child account. Well, famously, five-year-olds are very sensitive to that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can kind of see. So you have to yeah. put in, like, your birth year. People As opposed aren't. to, like, 13-year-olds. Yeah. Right. They totally get it. They, they totally get, get that. They get why it's inappropriate. They won't repeat it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Exactly. Um, director Christopher Nolan. This is pretty interesting. And maybe, Josh, you've heard about this. Maybe Georgia, too. Mm. Director Christopher Nolan will reportedly not work with Warner Brothers again. So, what did Christopher Nolan have to say about this? The, the ending of Inception is tricky, because the movie ends before you can really see if the top tips over or not. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but you'll never know for sure. However, <laughs> certain eagle-eyed viewers will notice that the top begins to really wobble before the screen completely cuts to black. <laughs> that is Christopher Nolan just unprompted. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Talking about the ending of Inception. Uh, let's see. I, f- I love e- I love eagle-eyed viewers. If I consider myself to be one, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Well, I would you- say I'm more like I don't know, maybe Falcon. Yeah, Falcon-eyed. Red-tailed hawk-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Technically faster and a better hunter than the Yeah. Game. By the way, did you guys it. see this the onion headline where it was like, uh, Jen Goodall says she's all about lizards now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh let's see here. Yeah. It's been just over a year since the US has had its first COVID case. That means that soon COVID will be able to man- manipulate simple household objects. Little child psychology humor there for you. Uh, Michigan's health director has resigned after f- allowing the state to reopen restaurants. This measure makes even more sense when you fi- find out that the restaurants in question were serving Cajun seafood pasta. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah, that's all of the um, that's those that's all the the uh, newsworthy um. I don't know items you could you could say. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden became president. Uh, so if you guys can think of anything on that, yeah. Um, Although I just want to say for the record, let's not forget that he is an old creepy guy. That's true. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. that's true. You know, let's not forget about also, that. Also, uh, Larry King also passed away. Movie. Yeah, Larry King passed away. So if either of you can think about headlines based on that. Um, just uh, 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 hang on. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Larry King. Um, <laughs> uh, he he let Larry King he was, passed away. Uh, he left his collection yeah. of one thousand suspenders. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. The one that I kind of had was like he's been eighty years old since like nineteen seventy <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's that. Um. <laughs> so did you guys have any trouble finding like a copy of this movie that we're gonna watch, or like a place to watch it online, or was it pretty easy? 
Uh, well, well, if you don't mind viruses. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty, I, pretty cool. I was I was a good little consumer boy and I paid to buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I version. didn't I didn't see uh, that because I so I searched Toad House on Amazon, but I didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, it's a four. I mean, it's a forty-five minute long PBS special from the nineties. I just didn't. I didn't see it on Amazon. <laughs> now so, a Toad um, House that would be just a little uh, mushroom, right, with a door in well, it. Well, and we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> and if you would have seen it, does I'm. Have a little frog bouncer or cooler. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I have no clue what you're what you're talking about. Uh, and I'm actually kind of surprised that you guys are like puzzled about what the house looks like in the movie because we, I mean, this is the movie we were gonna watch for this week, right? Toad House. See, I think there was a miscommunication there because the actual. Oh, movie so you guys didn't watch it? Watch. No, we we watched Roadhouse, the Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes more probably sense. Probably a little different. Than <laughs> I mean, probably House. probably a little different. Um, may I have mean, some similarities, but I mean, is it all right if I if I still talk about this one? Because I have like a lot about this one. <laughs> you know, I am kind of curious about what the movie Toad House. It's PBS probably not. Special. Yeah, it's probably, it probably won't be that. It makes me think it's like you know how Don Bluth had those like. Um, Disney knockoff movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of reminded me of that. I think it's probably like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, go into it. I absolutely do not recommend it to anybody. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so if you'll allow me, I'll just kind of start out with I'll do kind of things I like liked about it uh, okay. to begin what, with. What worked? What didn't? Because there aren't that many. And then I'll do uh, a list of nit kind of nitpicks. Uh, so first yeah. of all, I liked that. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Toad have that lily pad cottage. <laughs> um, Mr. Beaver helps Mr. Toad in the movie learn the importance of sharing. That was kind of a cool element to the movie. Um, Mr. Toad is a bouncer. <laughs> called it. Which is a nice touch. Oh, because he, 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 he jumped. Play on words And as far as... As far as uh, things I liked about this movie, that is it. Uh, I was very disappointed with this movie. My expectations were incredibly high. Now, I know that I should not have had such high expectations because they just ended up in me being disappointed. So what follows is my incredibly long list of nitpicks uh, right off the bat. Mr. Beaver is relatively the same size as Mr. Toad. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I recognize that this is sort of low-hanging fruit among the many problems that this movie has. (laughs) Um, Mrs. Toad, on Mr. Toad's birthday, makes a birthday cake that says, Happy Birthday? (laughs) However, (laughs) however, (laughs) frogs are typically associated with hopping as they have bigger legs. Toads are unable to hop and instead crawl. A major oversight. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Mr. and Mrs. Toad seem to have the last name Toad, whereas the other Toad characters have different last names. <laughs> Why do they get the last name Toad? Beats me. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Toad wear human clothes, whereas Mr. Beaver just has a baseball cap. Um, though I suppose he has fur. Uh so the only way I could watch, I could find to watch this was like a recording of a VHS, like a VHS rip, 
to MP4. Okay. So there were several uh, commercials from the 90s, which I got to see as well. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's always yes. weird seeing like a serial commercial from, I don't know, an era that you don't live in. Uh, the commercial breaks were actually well placed. I particularly liked, particularly liked the one that happened right after the uh, revelation that it was Mr. Toad who broke Mrs. Toad's favorite dish. Um, <laughs> so yeah, earlier in the movie, uh, the part where Mr. Toad was trying to glue the dish back together was stupid. Uh, it simply wouldn't be believable that Mrs. Toad would think that nothing happened to the dish i mean it had cracks in it and was dripping with glue uh so i think that mr toad should be granted no reprieve from this uh undermining of miss mrs frog's mrs toad excuse me this undermining of mrs toad's intelligence and frankly this blatant assault on their marriage um (laughs) luckily though mr beaver showed up with another dish that he bought that was the exact same so they found one. Um, oh, so the, no uh, accountability for Mr. Toad. Absolutely not. Absolutely it. not. No. He didn't even like own up to it or anything in the end. Wow. Uh, the live action segment towards the end uh, with the celebrity cameos was in poor taste. <clears throat> the 90s. What kind of, what kind of yeah. Uh, well, there was, uh, I mean, you know, like 90s celebrities, like, uh Let's see. Um, Patrick Swayze? You know, yeah, he was in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was there, yeah. yeah. Well, he's the voice of Mr. Toad, so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Josh and that's. To work on a Billy Crystal. I was yeah. just thinking, I don't really have one. Mm, yeah. Uh, the 90s celebrities. Phrase for that. Yeah. You got what does he say in Monsters Inc? Like you got a friend in me or whatever. I wouldn't be I would be <laughs> nothing if I didn't have you. Put that thing back where. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. She's out of our hair. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. The um, '90s celebrities asked for donations for the World Hunger Foundation, saying that making a donation would be unfroggettable. <laughs> they, they, they um once again he's a toad. Yeah. Uh, there aren't any frogs in the movie. It seems that the writers are constantly forgetting about this. Uh, they neglect to mention that Mr. and Mrs. Toad live in a capitalistic society. Mr. Toad goes to work every day at the steel mill, lest he risks for, oh, he's also a bouncer. I forgot. Lest he also (laughs) risks foreclosure on his lily pad home. Uh, Mrs. Toad, Mrs. Toad is part of an HOA that has a neighborhood watch, implying that the primal impingement of greed and envy sink their claws of lust and disesteem into even amphibians. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Beaver is a shoe shiner. These woodland creatures will discount millions of years of evolution in favor of looking, looking good wearing fancy shoes. This this society is far from a utopia. Who are these 90s celebrities to assume that you or I won't be stuck in the same trappings of a 40-hour work week like Mr. Frog and Mr. Beaver? During the schoolhouse part, uh, you see a bunch of baby frogs. Obviously, there is no such thing as a baby frog. They should be tadpoles. Uh, So that's another just kind of minor thing. Um... 
Mr. Toad rides his bike to work where he could simply commute by foot. Toads are extremely fast runners due to the skeletal structure of their hind legs and the placement of their paratoid glands. And it makes no <laughs> sense why Mr. Toad would, rise up, would ride a bike as this would be incredibly difficult without a human's leg and arm muscles. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Toad's friend, Freddy Fogg, <laughs> appears to share a color pattern with the Bruno's cask-headed frog, which is one of the most venomous frogs endemic to Brazil. <laughs> The cask-headed frog is known for injecting its venom into its prey, or even its predators, via skull spines. Its incredibly potent venom is approximately 25 times more deadly than that of the Fertilance Pit Viper, also found in the region. I had no idea there were venomous frogs. <laughs> in the movie... I there were... poisonous. Yeah. That's where the skull spines come in. In the movie, Freddy Frog is shown patting Mr. Toad on the back which would have, in actuality, brought Mr. Toad's nervous and limbic systems to a dead stop within 3.5 seconds, Dang. killing Freddy Frog's friend on sight. Um, after Mr. Toad forgets to pick up groceries on the way home, he says that he completely frog got. <clears throat> so that, like, just another, yeah, just yeah. another, like, and those are just two from the movie. To be fair, there's not a lot of... Toad puns. Well, I yeah. was thinking that I kept thinking that like Ribbit would come up somewhere, but it nothing. <laughs> nope. So those are just kind of some thoughts I had on the movie. Uh, obviously, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, in fact, I bet this Roadhouse movie was a lot better. Uh, maybe you guys can weigh in. I did look into the sequel that came out a few years later. Um, Toad, Toad House 2? Toad House 2, Mr. <laughs> Toad Hops to the Beach. Oh, but I have not watched that yet. Okay. Uh, Keep us posted. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the movie I thought you guys wanted me to watch, and I watched it, so. Well, um, thank you for, thank you for <laughs> doing what you thought was your part. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, so one of you go. Partial credit. One of you yeah. go next. I don't know. One of you go next. I don't know. We'll give you partial credit, and okay. you can make it up with some extra credit. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, at we'll, the end of this season. Okay. We'll mark it a, a pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a pass We won't give it an, yeah, All right. no incompletes um, or anything. Sounds good. So, so the movie that George and I watched uh, was... This is kind of a double movie discussion, kind of. It kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> double bang for your buck here yeah. on this week's pod. Yeah. Uh, the, re the movie that we watched, uh, which, Georgia, this was your... This was your pick. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched the 1989 cult classic Patrick Swayze movie Roadhouse. Mm. Um, great, great movie. Unforgettable. Some of the craziest lines of dialogue I think I've ever heard in any movie. It's unbelievable. We'll, it's, we'll get it's into the dialogue. It's full of lines that uh, were said only once. And they were mm -hmm. only, only happened in that movie. Like, you don't hear anybody else say hey let's get nipple to nipple like that's never happened before <laughs> yeah. anywhere else Nobody much less said that. i can <clears throat> no much one. less res responding that you can do so on your own like <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> yeah exactly well, so many lines where it's just like they don't make sense on their face but mm -hmm. even if you took them literally they, they also don't make it's sense the king of people like thinking about a line and thinking it's uh, it sounded way cooler in their head yeah, yeah. And then they say it, 
and they just kind of went with it anyway. And everyone just says like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it just kept going. Well, yeah. Doc, why don't you give us a, a, a synopsis? I'll give you a brief rundown here. So um, the movie opens on a pretty rough and rowdy bar honky tonk um, mm -hmm. in, I think it's like in, it's in Jasper, New England. Missouri. No, it doesn't open there. Oh, it opens well, yeah, on the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, in New York. I think it's in New York. Yeah. Um, but it is a very rough club. Uh, clearly, a lot of. Uh, uh, rough customers and but we 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 open with this man tilleman who is kind of scouting out the place and he's mm -hmm. looking around he is enjoying the various uh uh scantily dressed women carousing uh he's kind of in awe at the rampant violence everywhere and <laughs> various misdeeds and ne'er-do-wells uh but we see that he eventually comes across our lead character, our hero, uh, Patrick Swayze's character, uh, and he breaks up a fight in kind of spectacular fashion, actually gets stabbed, uh, but <laughs> does, does his job, you know, breaks up the fight, throws mm -hmm. out the rabble-rousers, uh, and then Tillman, Tillman approaches him with a job offer to come to his uh bar uh the double deuce mm -hmm. in, in jasper just south of kansas city he says well it's uh, a little more it's, than a it's little a bit out. more it's like four hours from kansas yeah. city i did the math guys <laughs> it's uh deep in the deep in southern missouri deep in the uh yeah it's outside of joplin what um it's in the ozarks ozarky area yeah. mm -hmm. uh but uh Mr. Roadhouse. What was his name? Did you just say Mr. Roadhouse? Mr. Roadhouse. Yeah, what was his character's name? Uh, uh, Dalton, of course. Fact, his first name is James, but we only see that very briefly for the eagle-eyed viewers out there. It's on the medical chart when he goes to the hospital that one. Yeah, hospital okay. scene. Exclusively uh, referred to as Dalton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh so dalton he he's he asked for five thousand dollars up front and then five hundred dollars a night mm -hmm. which is you know not cheap but he's the best that's and, that's what i bring to, to like <laughs> yeah. well that's of course what we pay georgia yeah. is we pay her <laughs> five thousand yeah. up front yeah. and five hundred a night mm -hmm. um he actually dalton refers him to uh wade garrett first saying he's the best and then Tillman says, oh, but he's too old. And then Dalton's like, oh, he's old, but he's still the best. But no, Tillman, of course, wants Dalton, and Dalton accepts. Uh, so we this, this next part is brilliant filmmaking because... Um, <laughs> and it's, by it's, the next part, you mean the next 100 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, but the next, this next sequence in particular because it is a, uh, it, it's a detail that doesn't pay off right away. It's it's Dalton uh, giving away his car to some bum on the street. Nice, no explanation. And then he, and then he gets in his really nice Mercedes mm -hmm. to drive down to Jasper, which is mm -hmm. like a twelve-hour, fifteen-hour <laughs> drive. Than. Yeah, yeah, 
But he does it, and then when he gets to the club, I guess I'm skipping ahead just a little bit, but I want to carry through this sequence of payoffs. Is, um, he gave away his car, then he he doesn't use his Mercedes on the job. He buys a cheap beater car, mm-hmm. and then he buys some extra tires. And you're wondering, why is he buying these extra tires? For his well, Buick Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we find out soon enough that a bouncer's job doesn't really make him a lot of friends and, in fact, makes him some enemies. And after his first night on the job, he comes out to see that his car has, of course, had all its tires smashed, its antenna broken off. I think the windshield is also broken. Uh, But, of course, he has the extra tires in the trunk. I don't know how he fit four tires in the back trunk of that. Maybe he had some in the back seat or something. I've never driven a Buick Riviera. He's he's able to replace the tires on, replace the wheels on the spot and drive home. So a bit of of forward thinking from Dalton Uh there. He's clearly been around, seen a thing or two. That's why he's the best. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. You get the sense that this isn't the first, second, or even third time that he's done a job like this. This is probably at least his 10th rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Probably his 10th, exactly. maybe 11th rodeo. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I also really like just the uh, cultural zeitgeist in the movie that um, says that there are legendary bouncers. I can't think of a yes. single bouncer off the top yes. of my head ever in the history of ever. But apparently there's this we know of in this it's, world that there's legendary bouncers there, there's a pantheon of well-known bouncers and coolers throughout <laughs> the nation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's um, like a classic cartoon trope i feel like well i was gonna say um this is actually an uh, an anime oh yeah roadhouse <laughs> is an anime uh-huh. let's because... come back to that because i have something to contrast that with later okay actually so put okay. a pin in that okay um, I this is also a kung fu movie though. I'll put it on um, that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll go into all the different yeah. types let's, of movies that this is. Let's continue with the synopsis. So, so yeah. Yes. So so Dalton uh, arrives at the Double Deuce. What a great name for a down on its luck bar. First, having two, having a pair of twos is a pretty low. It's like one of the lowest hands. That's not just junk that you can have. <laughs> In, in poker because yeah. like every every other pair is higher than that so yeah. it yeah. just kind of gives you the sense that this is not the greatest place yeah this is a loser's bar yeah, yeah. and it looks it there's a, it has of course the the chicken wire fence protecting the band as they play uh yeah. <laughs> uh again just constantly bottles being thrown and broken fights yeah. breaking out everywhere uh, people dealing drugs, people stealing money from the tills. Um, Dalton arrives. He doesn't order a drink. He just kind of silently watches as things unfold. And you kind of, as, through a series of uh, two shots, you see Dalton uh, gazing at something, and then you see something untoward happening. And you get the sense that Dalton is just taking everything in, analyzing everything, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. plotting his next moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, after after a while, the uh, a fight breaks out, and Dalton actually steps in, doesn't he? Sounds right. Yeah. Does he do it That's that a... first night, or does he not? 
No, I think he does. He accepts him that night because later on is when he gives his three rules. Right, yeah. So I think Dalton steps in and then the band leader <clears throat> recognizes, or he says hi to the band leader first, right? Yeah, and the band leader uh, is, is like a real musician it's guy. Jeff, I forget it's his name. Jeff Healy and it's his Thank band. You. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is blind and who does play yep. the guitar like that? He plays it on. He plays the guitar down on his lap like he would a slide guitar, but it's just like a typical Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Which He's I was like August Rush style. August Rush style, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I've never tried to play a guitar like that. Have you, Alex? Alex has. Yeah. Seen yeah. It's uh. It seems like it would be hard. Yeah, nothing like, really like, happens. Yeah, hard, hard to press the strings. You down can't enough. do much. You can't do much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should um, watch that movie next. August oh, Rush. That's not really a cult uh, classic, I don't think. It is for Alex. It is to me, and Alex. That was another movie that I uh, uh, experienced at a formative time in my life. Anyway, uh, so Dalton. Is introduced to the crew at the Double Deuce as their new cooler, and he will be in charge of turning turning the place around essentially. Uh, and this is where he, he I is. hold on, I got it. He strikes up a friendship with Doctor Elizabeth Doc Clay, which develops into a romantic relationship. That's yes, that's after a fight. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Patient. Yes. Uh, so he's introduced as the new cooler and he's, and there's a little sequence of him training the, the bar staff and he has three rules. Well, he fires like what five people just on the spot. He fires one, uh, waitress who was dealing drugs. He fought, he fires one of the bartenders for for stealing money. Um, and he does not take it well and that will come back. Yeah. Um, to bite him. Uh, and he, I believe he fires one other guy who just doesn't have what it takes, he says, or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, he tells everybody else, like, to leave. now is the chance to leave. Yeah, I yeah. Everybody else leaves. Yeah, they're all on yeah. board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Georgia, do you want to list uh, Dalton's three rules? Yes, this clip is legendary because they actually started showing this like at police academy trainings <laughs> controversially yeah because uh, i guess the cops in training started falling asleep so they decided <laughs> to show this to liven things up um <clears throat> no this is a great scene and it applies to so much honestly it really does uh, rule number one never underestimate your opponent expect the unexpected Mm-hmm. Like that kind of speaks for itself. All these rules so are kind of two two rules. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like you know explained in. in it's like a subheading of yeah, each rule. Yeah, subheading. Rule number one: never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Rule number two: take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Because that's and a which, good rule. Mm-hmm. Which we find out is most of the time it's necessary. It, you know, it's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> couple of times you take someone outside but yeah. <laughs> and then most importantly number three be nice this is mm-hmm. if you really hammers home um you know if somebody calls you a cocksucker to your face be nice um mm-hmm. 
and then they ask him, well, how do we, like, how are we supposed to be nice, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And he says, be nice until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> and I will tell you when it's time to not be nice, essentially. So that's the three rules. Don't estimate your opponent. Take it outside and be nice until yep. it's time to not be nice. And we will find out towards the end of the movie that it is not time to be nice. Yeah. Very the time quickly. To, the time to be nice runs out. About ha- at about the halfway mark of the film. Yeah, and then it's time to not be nice. Yeah. So before we go any further, I actually also wanted to mention that this. I feel like this is maybe kind of a unpopular opinion, but I've always thought that Swayze is kind of ugly, and I oh, never really got yeah. the appeal. I, there it is. Well, I I don't think he's very attractive, but I, he's. I will say, as as a woman who is attracted to men. Um, sometimes you'll meet a guy and be like, yeah, you know, he's all right. Uh-huh. And, but then his demeanor or personality, like, flip a switch and you're like, oh, I get it. I get it now. So I, if, if I, if Patrick Swayze was hitting on me, I'd be on board. Right. Let's That's a great that point. Way. You know, otherwise, I you know, I he's not a dancer's body. I'm not going to say none yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got really intense eyes. Yeah. I think that's what gets a lot of ladies but and they're, they're deep set eyes too. yes yeah. i always felt that his face is kind of kind of reminds me of like like a jay leno or a sylvester stallone where it just looks like kind of like a lump of clay that's just been kind of roughly formed into the vague shape of a face yeah 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 but there's something very just uh charismatic about him he moves yeah. a lot and he does have um, a sensitivity to his look mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's he brings that to like every role he has. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. And he moves well, it. and he does his own stunts, and he's does he's, his own stunts, does his own dancing. He's not the biggest guy either. I think he's like how tall is he? Let's I find out. I think he's five ten. When I it said when I googled it. Oh, you specifically googled it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not finding any. Yeah. Five ten. So yeah. Hmm. Not like, uh, not like Tom Cruise short, but not like gonna be towering. He's not six foot tall. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a good action movie uh, actor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so after, uh, actually, I think probably right before. I don't. I can't remember if this was before or right after he kind of gives his rules, but he runs into one of the uh, bouncers. Having sex with one of the, I think one of the waitresses or just a patron, in like the, mm-hmm. in the walk-in, I think. Yeah. Do you remember this? I think it was a patron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he obviously <laughs> tells tells him he's fired, like right there. Yeah. And he said, "I love his response is, but I'm on my break." <laughs> Great lines. Well, don't come back from your break, he says, or something to that effect. Something very Dalton. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. that guy, that guy leaves, and that um, he he's upset. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want to be fired. Um. After that, I think we go to him getting his place right. He yeah, he, re- uh, he rents a barn. The the upstairs of a barn. The upstairs of a barn. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty sweet, honestly. It is a pretty stellar bachelor pad. Not yeah. much in the way of amenities, but 
And full Just... disclosure, I 100% guarantee that you will not find that in Jasper, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, pretty really. sweet. Pretty sweet. It's, it's a lakefront property, first of all. Yeah. Or pond I front, I guess. Um, but yeah, it is directly above horse stables, which it's not going to smell great. And I don't think there's a... Is there a bathroom there? I'm not sure. Maybe no there's an outhouse. I think there's an, ex I think there's an outhouse. Definitely no to... shower. <laughs> it's a, it's a oh. loft, basically. Yeah. Well, and it's, it has, like, uh, it's the upstairs of a barn, and there's, like, a little awning that you can sit on top of, which is kind of neat. Yeah, they kind of, like, outside. instead of a deck, they can just, like, sit on the roof of the patio basically yeah pretty much <laughs> i'm reading that I'm um, find some interior shots yeah okay i'm reading that there actually is a place called jasper missouri no yeah there is it's outside it is one. it is a city <laughs> it, yeah. it is a place but he meets this the the owner of the place is this old he almost typifies the classic like prospector trope <laughs> And I guarantee, hundred percent, you will find those in Jasper, Missouri. So, yeah, exactly. You know, they, I doubt they have a barn like that, but you will yeah. find those guys. This is your like your classic Trump voter, um, mm -hmm. big white beard. He actually he he says something to the effect of like, uh, I, "Unfortunately, I have to charge you for it, or the church will get suspicious, or something like that." Which is another kind of line that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, he's hesitant to charge rent for his own. Maybe he's actually a communist. Like, he doesn't believe in uh, charging rent for housing. That makes sense. Oh, it's the rent. It's too damn high party. I but, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he charges him 100 bucks a, uh, a month, I believe. Which is a great deal. Which is, yeah. For the amount of square footage, it's a steal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a steal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think shortly after that, we see Dalton driving, and he runs into uh, the big bad driving Wesley. his car. Wesley. Mm -hmm. Brad, Brad Wesley? Is that right? I think so. Again, everybody's just referred to by their last names, so. Yeah. But I think it's just Wesley. He, right, Wesley is driving his car like a maniac, weaving between oncoming and uh, lanes. And then and nearly drives Dalton off the road. Um, oh, actually, wasn't that after where um, uh, I think like Carrie Ann arrives at Dalton's house and wakes him up? Oh, one of the wait one of the waitresses at the Double Deuce. Who uh, Carrie Ann? If I'm connecting the right name with the right character, is actually on Gilmore Girls. Yes, I noticed. Yeah, yeah it's Small like world. Her sister. Yeah. Yep. Small world, I know. She's but great. um yeah, well I don't think we really get into much with Dalton until well because he gets into a fight and then meets Doc Clay and then later on. Is that first? Into, okay. Yeah. And then later so on Dalton, we get into Wesley. Dalton breaks up a fight. Um yeah. he takes he takes another knife to the shoulder mm -hmm. and he goes to the hospital. Which is uh, which is where he meets Doc, the love interest. 
Yes, who always looks like um, like she had just stood in front of a fan and then just put some <laughs> hairspray. Yeah. And that's kind of the, you know, she has this hair that's kind of a lion's mane style. It, it really is. It doesn't work. Especially but later in the movie when they go on their date and she's totally, the hair is totally blown out. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, weird anyway. late 80s look. Uh, yeah. He meets the doc, and we get a bit of character development about Dalton. We mm-hmm. reveal that he takes his medical records everywhere with him uh, because he's always getting hurt and getting mm-hmm. having to go to the hospital. You know, so, I started doing that recently. It's just oh, yeah? easy. It's just easy. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes things easier. It just gets things going quicker. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to the ER. Yeah. It's like, look, um, here it is. Yeah. Here's my file. I, oh um, wow! You already had that. Wow. We learned, <laughs> we learned that Dalton uh, studied philosophy at NYU of all places, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has a great line where uh, I think Doc asks him what he studied, and he says something to the effect of, "Oh, God's search for or man's search for God and all of that shit." <laughs> no, I love that they make him uh, like a a student of philosophy because it makes all the violence that comes later justified well this it kind of ties you're right and it kind of ties into my point that this is an anime because he is a warrior philosopher he's a ronin he's a wandering samurai uh this is an anime (laughs) and fingers crossed it gets rebooted as an anime yes we'll get into that maybe as maybe also with all the characters are also animals or something well, I was that hoping that Roadhouse thing, would be like a school. Oh yeah, you know, bouncer like school. Most bouncer school, yeah. Because that's you know. Well, we've had an anime. There has to be a school. All all animes are either set in a school in hell. Yeah. Uh, or in or, school in hell. Yeah. Yeah, or like on a space station or something, or like in a dystopic, uh, Dystopia, futuristic yeah. city. Something. Yeah. Or or all three. Yeah. Um, all three, yes. Yeah. But anyway, so he, he gets he gets patched up by Doc. They hit it and off. she's immediately intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is by her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's well, a chemistry him being there. him being only interested in this doctor also kind of like proves how much I don't know better he is than everybody else. Also, mm-hmm. like he's. This whole thing is this um, toxic masculinity, uh, like, fantasy fest is yeah. kind of my takeaway of it, is this is everything you could dream of happening if you were really into masculinity. And oh, it yeah. And the toxicity okay, because it keeps <laughs> justifying all of these things, you know, so. Um, every, every guy has a fantasy me. of mm-hmm. winning a bar fight, throwing someone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting mm-hmm. the girl, you know. mm-hmm. the hot smart girl. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Not not the trollops uh, lingering mm-hmm. on the end of the ripping bar. a guy's throat out. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get, oh yeah. god, the yeah. throat ripping. Yeah, god. that happens towards the end. But so to speed Dal- things along, yeah, he strikes it up with Doc Clay, and then we kind of get into him meeting up with Wesley because. The fight where Dalton got injured was with Wesley's goons, and then Wesley mm-hmm. tries to make peace with him because um, he wants Dalton to work for him once he extorts the double deuce. 
Yeah. Um, and then he somehow knows of Dalton. Right, like Dalton Wesley killed does. A guy. Yeah, Dalton killed a guy. Yeah, we kind of get into this back further backstory of Dalton, mm-hmm. where we learn that he has in fact killed someone, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. in the course of his duties as a bouncer. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, so. another fantasy: getting away with murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so just you know, sprinkle that in also. But Dalton says no, and so then you know. Wesley starts interfering with everything, just making Dalton's life miserable. Um, and then, like, there's about to be a fight over some liquor delivery, and then in walks Sam Elliott, mm-hmm. of course. Who else? A young Sam Elliott. Young, well, you know, that's relative. He's been 50 <laughs> for about kind of like Kind of like Larry King type deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, younger than he was in the Star is Born, markedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, legendary cooler Wade Garrett, played by Sam Elliott, uh, he arrives in town, and you know, gangs all back together again. He manages to save Dalton from getting. Uh, he had like three guys on him, about to yeah, really almost, wailing on him. Almost beat him to death, mm-hmm. and Wade Wade saves him. Yeah. Uh, and after some also great exchanges of lines, I'm trying to remember them. But no, well, Wade has Wade, a lot of great lines. Wade has a way with words. Uh, he likes to <laughs> he likes to call people Miho. Well, Dalton specifically, you know. Yeah. Son in Spanish. <laughs> Me, hey Miho. Yeah. It's just it rolls off the tongue. It sounds great with his delivery. He's not uh, Hispanic at all. No, of course not. Also, but uh, yeah. Other part of the fantasy. He's a appropriation. Hunk. He's a hunk in this movie. He's kind of yeah, tall. Uh-huh. He's kind of tall and lanky, but he mm-hmm. has really attractive features, and his he has long gray hair, which is an interesting look. He's a fucking guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I he's in a lot of ways better looking than Swayze. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on your on how you look at it. But anyway, both really cool dudes with yeah. a totally heterosexual relationship. Absolutely. Two <laughs> mentees. Um. Later, later on, after Wade comes into the picture, um, is this is this when the dealership part comes into play? Where yes. Wesley drives the semi and I, over. And I have a, oh I have a bit to say about this part because this, this feature is do it. This features one of the most iconic vehicles in automotive history. Of course, I'm talking about Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot was the original monster truck. Really? Yes. I didn't know there was this. Okay. He has a name, and it is Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot was developed actually in Ferguson, Missouri. It was a guy who just started putting really big wheels on his truck, as one does, and eventually gets. He kept modifying it and modifying it, and at some point, uh, as a joke or just a stunt or something he filmed video of himself driving this truck over these two dilapidated old vehicles and crushing hey, them basically, basically uh, it was a real hold my beer moment i have yeah, a feeling it really was so, <laughs> classic Missouri. so he, he 
he took video of himself doing this and he played the video in his uh mechanic shop he was a he owned an auto mechanic uh, and people loved this video promoters saw this video and wanted to book him to do it live basically as a show do you know what year that was so that would have been like 85 i don't have something? it i don't have it in front of me it was early 80s i believe yeah uh but yeah he started doing these at he would go to like tractor pulls and do it as an as an event at a tractor pull where he'd just drive over old junker cars and then more and more people started kind of mimicking his Hmm. truck putting big wheels on it um i think the the one in the film was bigfoot number five it was the fifth iteration of it it was built specifically for this movie it had, I believe, 66-inch tires, uh, and it's wow. huge. It's ginormous. Tire. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. There's a part in the movie where, like, two guys are in Bigfoot, and they're just kind of, like, scoping out the double deuce, I think, but they're in this giant truck. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, not suspicious at all. <laughs> it's like having a stakeout in the Oscar Mayer weenie. Market. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody will suspect this. That's so funny. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, Wesley owns it or if it's owned by one of his henchmen, but clearly Wesley has control over how it's used, and he orders his men to drive it into one of the local car dealerships and flatten some classic cars in the showroom of this dealership. That scene alone was reportedly cost five hundred thousand dollars wow. to film. Pretty and this crazy. Is out of their seventeen million dollar budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great scene. Uh, I just I just love seeing a monster truck in a movie. Uh, it's it's kind of um, and something else that I find interesting about monster trucks is you've probably all heard of the truck Gravedigger. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with this? He's ba- I'm calling it a he, but it's just a truck. But Gravedigger is <laughs> Gravedigger strikes me as basically the Joker of monster trucks. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It kind of it kind of brings a chaotic uh, energy. Chaotic fourth wall energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 bright purple and green it's chaotic it's evil it does stunts in a very uh haphazard and uh foot to the floor way with no regard for the truck's own uh safety like christine's crazy younger brother basically yeah from that stephen king movie yeah i'll take your word for it thank you oh the car that's alive (laughs) Yes. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yep. That's a great movie too. We should watch that. Next one. But uh, that's really cool, Josh. Thanks for doing all that. Looking uh-huh. on the monster truck. They I also just... there's also a version of Bigfoot with ten uh, foot tires. Oh my which is, god! It looks really ridiculous. It's just uh, a normal sized truck that's body. Like double the yeah. ones in the movie. Yeah, and I watched a little video of of that Bigfoot, and it was kind of funny. So the driver kind of is driving it around this arena and he slows down to about like two miles an hour and then gets out of the truck and kind of walks around on top of the wheels around it. And then he kind of gets down onto the ground and walks underneath the the truck as it's moving. And then to get back up onto the truck, he just kind of grabs onto the tire 
And as it turns, it pulls him up back onto the top. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. So, yeah, that's my aside about monster trucks and Bigfoot. So, we'll put a pin in that for a monster truck series later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, later on, I mean, that put that's a pretty big display of power by Wesley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely and we, then, we already know at this point that he has paid off judges and cops in town oh yeah he has everybody in his pocket and supposedly he is doing this legally in quotes by taking a 10 percent uh improvement or community improvement fee from all the businesses he's basically just skimming off the top but there's yeah. some sort of uh allegedly legal framework that he's using to get around things and make it appear somewhat legitimate Mm-hmm. Uh, but he clearly is a mob boss and he has goons to threaten people with. It's an extortion clearly. racket. It's classic mob behavior. Um, clearly. So it's basically up to Dalton to save the town. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Doc tries to persuade him to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, the guy he's renting the barn from, his house blows up. And this is where we get to that infamous throat rip scene. Because Dalton rescues Emmett from the blaze, and you know the house is destroyed, and yeah. you see uh, one of Wesley's goons named Jimmy fleeing the scene, and they have this big fight, which is crazy to watch. All the fight choreography is like while we're on this is really great. A lot of it was imp- improvised, which mm. I just read as they were just fighting. Yeah, they yeah, got real. It's just fighting. They point. they got really beat up too when yeah, they were filming um, this. Yeah, at one point, um, Swayze got hit in the leg with a real log, and Swayze's <laughs> knees Swayze's knees were already shot. From, As opposed like, to a chocolate log. <laughs> right. Yeah, which Madagascar was, you know, reference. Break instantly. But um, no, his knee gets injured. He has to drain like fluid from his like two ounces of fluid from oh, his that's knee. right yeah and um the the guy who choreographed the fight scenes you know what there was to choreograph um he was the same guy who um who worked on a bunch of jackie chan movies actually oh um, his okay. name was benny Urquidez. um and he was so impressed with swayze that he wanted he tried to convince him to take up um like professional kickboxing huh yeah, which I think really speaks to Swayze. Of course, Swayze's not going to do that because he's like, dude, my knees are shot. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> poor guy. But with this fight scene, I mean, it's very physical. Um, they seem pretty evenly matched. So mm-hmm. you're kind of on the edge of your seat. And then... I think this uh, is also the fight that has probably my favorite line in the movie where he says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Another <laughs> one of those lines that sounds so in your head say it and it doesn't but that register of the line not being that cool just never happens for these characters yeah yeah classic line um (laughs) i think that's really when the tide turns yeah he actually says that early on um that that line and also uh, earlier in the movie dalton says pain don't hurt another iconic line that proves he's a philosophy major yeah you know so oh pain don't hurt pain don't hurt um no that's iconic um, <clears throat> but no, the other guy, Jimmy, the um, goon of Wesley's, he brings a knife to a fist fight. Um, yeah. you know, they get into quite a scrap, and then it, the tides turn, and then Dalton does this move where 
I remember like, the very first time I saw it, it kind of took me a minute to register what happens. Yeah. Because they're at the lakefront, and he, like, grips the guy's throat and grips it out. It's, it's just, it's, like, almost effortlessly. It's a feat, really. of, it's a feat of grip strength more than anything. Really, and throws him into the water. And, um, you know, Dalton's kind of covered with blood. He's in this kind of, um, like, friend, like, what do you call it? Uh, berserk kind of state. Yeah. It's a berserker rage. Berserker yeah. rage, yeah. Um, Doc comes running. He's in and, a fugue state. That's what it is. Yes. He, uh, Doc comes running over, sees what he's done to Jimmy, because, you know, she's a doctor, so of course she's like, what have you done to him? Yeah. She, like, she sees this whole fight. She watches she, it all from, yeah, like, behind a tree. She, um, you could, she doesn't say anything, but you could tell she's like, this isn't the guy I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she leaves. She just leaves yeah. at that point. Because uh, she's horrified. Well, not her. many women want to be with a throat ripper. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I mean, not even this movie of masculine fantasy could, you know, really hold that up. It's not like Doc's going to be like, yeah. oh, thank God. His throat <laughs> I'm no. looking for a guy who likes dogs. He's very sensitive. And he's not afraid <laughs> to rip somebody's throat out. And the gym to my Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you like you know, adventures. Yeah. Dalton to my doc. <laughs> oh my god. But um, then oh, afterwards, we should, we should back up a second because before this point, um, Wade, Dalton, and Doc kind of go on a date together where Wade is kind of third wheeling it, and <laughs> also openly flirting with Doc in front of Dalton, and he says. <laughs> And he says yeah. what may be actually thinking about this now. I think this actually is my favorite line in the movie. Say that with every He's, line, but go ahead. And they're also it's so hard to pick. But he <laughs> says he says about Doc after she uh, leaves to go to the bathroom. I think he says Wade says about Doc, she's way too smart to have an ass like that. You remember this line? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This this As line. If those are mutually exclusive. I know this line has haunted me ever since because <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm wondering, you know, what is my intelligence to ass ratio? <laughs> Am I too smart for my own ass? Is my ass <laughs> too small for my intelligence? Uh, I'm just. What are I'm the just, ramifications here? I'm wandering blind in the wilderness here because I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, something that I will grapple with probably for the yeah. rest of my days. Well, it's like the opposite. Think... Like, <laughs> so it would follow then that um, the worse your ass is, the smarter you are. So yeah. the opposite would be her ass is too small to be that dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something, yeah. yeah. I guess the, yeah, the reverse would be true. But yeah. it was really on. I was going to bring this up later. This movie was produced by Joel Silver, who also produced mm-hmm. Xanadu. I think we're just going to have a talk. Yeah. 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 Well, as well. Joel's, Joel's movies are all typified by extreme homoerotic undertones, uh, questionable sexual <laughs> politics, putting it lightly, <laughs> uh, explosions, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. and just general. Uh, over the topness. Over the topness, madness, yeah, chaotic energy. The Michael Bay of his time. He really was. Yeah. Um, and then, so then fast forward again, post throat rip, 
Um, Wesley's pretty pissed. Uh, Wade gets beaten up. And then Dalton thinks that Doc is going to be next on the hit list because, mm-hmm. you know, Wesley's, you know, picking off the people closest to him. Um, well, Wesley actually kind of has a uh, Harvey Dent Two Face moment where he calls Dalton oh, the, on the phone. The, yeah, the flip of the coin. <laughs> and he tells him to call heads or tails and he flips a coin. And we don't know what the result is right away. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill either Wade or Doc. And we see Wade is alive but beaten. Yes. Wade so, manages to get out, go to back to the double deuce. Yeah. And we should say the double deuce is doing quite well at this point. Mm-hmm. The three uh, rules coming in handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally remodeled. They had the Property Brothers come in. <laughs> it's got... <laughs> no, they did a... Um... What is it? Bar Rescue. It's just, yeah, bar. really this movie is Bar Rescue. If the the guy from Bar Rescue, John Taffer, was hot, yeah, yeah, and you know, was a bouncer, then yeah. this that would be what this is. But yeah, the Double Deuce is doing quite well. Um, yeah. But uh, Doc doesn't want to go with Dalton because she's still very disgusted by the throat ripping scene. Um, and then he comes back to the Double Deuce, and Wade is dead. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I, I thought I only told you to have one beer, and then he turns him over, and there's a knife sticking out of his chest. Yeah, it's grisly so, scene. Yeah, and then this is where uh, it's time to not be nice. Mm-hmm. Quite yeah. frankly, this is yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he gets into the Mercedes, so not the Buick. He's back yeah. in the Mercedes, speeds towards Wesley's estate. Um. Does he do the? Is this where he like crashes his Mercedes on purpose? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's been said before, but I this is just such a great uh, uh, thing about this movie is that it turns into basically a slasher movie at this point, where Dalton is <laughs> the yeah. villain, and he's yeah, hunting he's down uh-huh. he's hunting down these uh, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so he we cut to the henchmen and they're guarding Wesley's estate. And we mm-hmm. see Dalton's Mercedes barreling across the field at top speed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh shit, here he comes. Uh, but the Mercedes doesn't slow down. And they shoot at it and nothing happens. It keeps going at them. At them. And then it eventually runs into another car. And I think every it all explodes or goes up in flames. Naturally. Uh-huh. And they see that uh, wedged between the gas pedal and the brake pedal to hold the gas down is the knife that was used to kill Wade Garrett. Yeah. So he's a bit, he's pretty clever. He knows how to uh, create a distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gains hmm. the upper hand by sneaking into the estate Yeah. after dealing with the henchman with the distraction. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, at this point, Wade, or Dalton basically just takes them out one by one. Uh, yeah. he, I think, stabs one, shoots one, uses one as a human shield, etc., etc., uh, until he finally gets to, uh, oh, he also <laughs> incapacitates the, the heavy set henchman by tipping With over a stuffed polar bear onto it. Easily avoidable by going <laughs> left or right, but what does this guy do? He shoots it. Yeah, I forgot that he shot it. He, sh- he sends like three shots into this polar bear, and it's like, oh, yeah, 
And then, the, yeah, the polar bear lands on him and kills him. Horrible well, way to go. Well, I, I thought that he, it, I thought that it killed him, but apparently it only knocked him out. Because he gets out afterwards. Because... Yeah. They I ask him, know. like, or <laughs> he's like, uh, I, I got trapped in a polar bear. He says something like that. Um, but oh, he's, he's right. out. He's out for the fight, and then it's just Dalton and Wesley, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they have a little scuffle. Uh, I think Wade actually does. He actually get a shot on him. Does he shoot him? Well, um, Wesley gets a gun, um, but it, how it goes is like Dalton's winning, um, and then he's about to do the throat rip. You see the claw. Oh right, right. yeah, he's yeah. Like, powering up his grip strength you know? <laughs> he's powering up his ultimate move ultimate move is ready he's like rolling for attack and... <laughs> yeah, roll for initiative <laughs> and then he decides better of it probably thinking okay if i do this twice doc definitely isn't gonna get out of me again <laughs> yeah you know decides against it dalton lets him dalton walks away <clears throat> and then Wesley shows, of course, his true nature, grabs a gun, about to mow down Dalton. And then uh, this is where the town kind of comes yes. to rescue Dalton for all he's done for them, which uh, to, let's see, what has what has he done for them? Clean up a bar. <laughs> yeah. um, did nothing to prevent the, you know, ruin of a dealership or really any of the other businesses in town. Yeah. but. Um, really he provoked all of it but that's another really you know that's another episode (laughs) it's 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 uh it goes along with my spider-man is a menace theory exactly (laughs) yeah um but it's like the guy he's running the house from (coughs) the um auto parts owner auto parts shop owner whose whose business also went up in flames Mm -hmm. uh, which was dalton's fault also uncle i think right no i think he's related He's related to here. He raised Doc, right? Oh, he's a dog. He's not related. At all. Oh yeah, yeah, Doc. Um, and then and uh, of course Tillman from the from the Double Deuce. Um, mm. they shoot Wesley, and it's really a firing squad. Yeah, they reclaim the town essentially, and then this is the part that's just <laughs> icing on the cake. Yeah, uh, the men stash the wep- like hide the weapons. The police show up. The sheriff show up. And basically, they turn a blind eye to the murder. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that this is based off of a true story. That oh, it's based off it? of a like a town bully who was killed and witnessed by 40 people that it was covered up. But I was only able to find that on Reddit and nothing yeah. else to support that. But kind of well, neat. everything on Reddit is true. So I everything on Reddit is true. That being said, it was my only you know, supporting document okay. for that. But um. They're all like, they tell the cops, did you see anything? I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's the end of Wesley. And, um, you know, everybody's innocent. Everything's going to remain a secret. And then somehow Dalton and Doc are, are back together. Yeah. You know, assuming they reconciled somehow. Um, and then Dalton decides to stay. Mm-hmm. Jasper will be his permanent residence. And then that's the movie guys yeah yeah. wild ride what a film alex Uh, well i mean it sounds like it's it sounds really cool i mean it sounds uh i'm trying to like draw parallels to 
the movie I watched, but I'm kind of coming up blank here. <laughs> okay. It really, it doesn't compare to any other movie. Not yeah. really. I mean, there were a few parts where I was like kind of getting something, but yeah. no, not, not very, <laughs> not very much. <laughs> and the like reviews of this movie are mixed. To be fair, yeah. it it's the best of the bad, I would say, and it's a bad movie in a lot of respects. Um, your it's, view of this. Go ahead. It's way more watchable than most bad movies. Right, um, right. It, the uh, some movies are just so bad you can't watch them. This is so bad that you you just have to see what ridiculous line is going to come yeah, next. Yeah, exactly. Or at least the the fighting is either brutal or funny. Yeah. Or just like you can't stop watching it. Yeah. Um, and part of your view on the movie, I think, depends on your opinion of Swayze as well. Mm-hmm. Because reviews of like his performance are favorable, um, but it, it's kind of hard to read out the like it's so bad it's good from the it's like criminally underappreciated yeah. or like unironically good. Um, but like when it first opened, it had a five point nine million opening weekend when it premiered May twenty first, nineteen eighty nine, and it had a budget of like either fifteen or seventeen million, depending on which sources you look mm-hmm. at. So it did not do so hot Hmm. um which is kind of uh swayze's like he was never really in a movie that did fantastic other than like Hmm. ghost and dirty dancing yeah you know everything else was kind of below the radar in a way or didn't perform that well initially i wonder how well point break did i don't really know i was just thinking that in my head i'm not sure i'll have to that's like his only other big one I have yeah. a question for you on this movie, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Is I have I have a hunch, and you'll tell mm-hmm. me if this is correct. Did, were you introduced to this movie by Danny? Like my BFF, Danny? Yeah. No, this was actually introduced to me by a friend of my husband's. Oh, Kurt. okay. Shout out to Kurt. Oh, I've met Kurt. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a long time ago. We know him as formerly long-haired Kurt. <laughs> I never knew him with long hair, but that's okay. how I came to know him. But um, that's how I found out about it. Uh, I actually don't know if Danny knows about this movie. This Why? seems like a movie she would like. That's just what what my <laughs> sense of it was. I'll have to see if she's seen it. But yeah. um, and I think now might be a good time to bring up, like Josh, you said this felt like an anime to you. To mm-hmm. me, this feels like a western because okay. he's a which has parallels, of course, with like the the Ronin, yeah. you know, trope. But um, he's lone gun, gun, lone gunman, lone gunfighter. He's the new stranger in town. Yes, it has themes of doing bad things for good reasons, mm-hmm. um, or like the the ends justifying the means and reclaiming a town from the hands of corrupt tyranny. It's like it's front, it's frontier justice essentially. Yeah. you know, it's so. it's. Kind of similar also to, I think, the samurai movie Yojimbo. Oh, really? Which is also uh, made into a Western with Clint Eastwood. Uh, I want to say that one was The Man with No Name? Yeah. Uh, but it was basically a one-for-one right. one remake as a Western uh, of Yojimbo. <laughs> whereas it's, it's the wandering samurai comes to town and there's mobsters there and he kind of cleans it up. Um, um, but yeah, a lot of similar themes there. I My yeah. thought of my thoughts on why it was an anime was just that 
the element of like everyone knows each other there's these legendary figures mm -hmm. and a lot of the times anime will have their their hook their thing that is different about the world that everyone just accepts right uh, it's normal. Uh -huh. like it's like in Yu-Gi-Oh, everyone does Yu-Gi-Oh card battles in pokemon yeah. every, everyone uses pokemon uh it there's like i think there's in this like world a, bouncers are legendary yeah exactly uh, and if you're a really good are, bouncer you're a cooler yeah bouncers are superheroes uh, that uh -huh. everyone knows all of them uh, but yeah, it kind of gave that vibe to it. And there's even, uh, I, I, like, I felt like I wanted one character who was like off to the side, kind of explaining everything Dalton was doing to like <laughs> another character who was like the audience insert. Cause so it could kind of like be like, uh, yeah. um, like there's one, for example, there's one fight scene where Dalton immediately notices that one of the guys has a hidden knife in his boot. And he points it right. out right away. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But if yeah, it he's like, he was, he w they walk in and Dalton's like, left like, boot, left boot, yeah. Yeah. And you, it zooms in and you see the little point on his boot, yeah. So if it were an anime, maybe uh, uh, the band leader would like say something to one of the waitresses, and to like explain why Dalton is fighting a certain way, and yeah. he's like, oh, it's because this guy has a knife in his boot, and Dalton right. noticed that. Yeah. I would love an anime read up, re, like adaptation of this. I, I'm just like imagining the fight scenes, and yeah, you know, that would be so good. That'd be so good because in classic anime style, you'd have the episode leading up to the fight, an episode for the fight, and a post fight episode. So yeah, a yeah. fight at minimum is three episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think that would work. Um, another thing too, um, Swayze sings on the soundtrack. Oh, you know, yeah, I read that, like but yeah. With Dirty Dancing, uh, which he contributed to the soundtrack, um, he... I believe he wrote two he songs wrote, for it, didn't he? Yeah. He, well, he was in hmm. one of the songs. He wrote Cliff's Edge, which is heard on a radio in the film, which is one of my favorite things when there's internal <laughs> music in, the, in a movie. Diegetic music. Thank you. Di diegetic music. I love that. Um, just a taste of the, of the lyrics. I, I pulled some of the best ones. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to be a poet to justify the darkness in my soul that I defy. <laughs> Driven by the music of a heavenly band, I let no one in to give me a hand. Where will it end? It's been oh so long. It gets harder and harder to run with the strong. Running alone on a blade with an edge that can cut to the bone. I just thought that's pretty good. I know. Wow. That's pretty good. Wow. Exactly. I think that just really sums up his, his journey in this yeah. movie, honestly. Um, oh, another fun fact, Stephen Colbert wrote Red for a part in the movie. He didn't disclose <laughs> which part, but it was shot, the movie was shot, part of it in Chicago, where Colbert was at the time, okay. in the 80s, um, and, and part of it was shot in L.A. None of it was shot in Missouri. Um, a lot of people nitpicked it. Oh, there's mountains in the background. Like, dude, there's kind of little mountains in southern Missouri. Just, like, look around. There's little yeah. ones. So, you know, I'll buy that a little bit. It's yeah. fine. Um, but it's just, it's a, the movie's just on a level all its own, I think. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. They also made a sequel, which I haven't seen. Direct to DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about Dalton's son. And, Dalton himself is dead at the beginning mm -hmm. of this movie. Yeah, kind of unexplained. He finally got shot down in the line of duty. I think, yeah, I think they were wanting to he have Patrick bullet. back, 
to have a, a brief role mm -hmm. in it, but they couldn't get him, and so yeah. they just killed him off. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I'm glad one of you got to see it. Because, <laughs> you know, enjoy, enjoy Toad House. Listen, enjoy I felt house. really silly. I mean. Yeah, maybe you will, you know, find the time to watch Broken Next, house. Next week I'll get it right. Definitely. Okay. Uh, How do you guys feel? I mean, any final thoughts on the movie? Or are you guys ready for a puzzle? Uh, I thought mine, I don't know. You know my thoughts about my movie. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the puzzle. Sounds okay, good. Um, this one's going to be fun. Um, oh, total Alec intro. Um, so there's like a. Um, you got it. A grimy little bar in town. And the bouncer is um, the master of puzzles. And. Um, okay. Where is this. Uh, Bar, you asked? Well, it's down in Puzzle Alley. It's called the Puzzle Deuce. So <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Puzzle Deuce. Puzzle Deuce. Um, so each answer in today's puzzle is a word with two hyphens, in which the middle part mm. is exactly two letters. So for example, pull the sack. For example, basic knot used to tie a necktie is called a four in hand. Okay. 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 So, um, I've got 11 of these. I'm going to give you guys a timer. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Okay, fine. A carousel. Uh, merry-go-round. Street, that's a dead end. Cul-de-sac. Relative of one's spouse. Brother-in-law. Yes. Smarty pants. Know-it-all. Know-it-all. Nice. you'll always remember. Forget-me-not. Nice. Lazy or irresponsible person. Uh, ne'er do well. <laughs> Relatively wow. affluent. Uh, uh, pass. Is this the last one? No. Uh, pass. Pass. Yeah. He man character. Shh. Uh, uh, Skeletor. <laughs> no. Man no, at pass. arms. Man at arms. Yeah. Oh, nice. Clothes from an older sibling. Hand me, Hand down. me down. Old or antiquated? Uh, um, old or antiquated? Man. Fixer upper. Can <laughs> no, you take it? It that's works. That's <laughs> uh, well, I was looking for out of date. Well, uh, the, okay. the hyphenation doesn't really fit on that anyway. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Last yeah. one a basic piece of lumber. Pass. <laughs> okay, then that's the other one you passed. Relatively affluent. Uh. Uh, man, I don't know if we'll be able to get these. Yeah, relatively affluent. Um, Starts with a W. Let's try. Yes. Wealthy as fuck. <laughs> no. She well, said what yes. Did well, what did you, what uh, did you well say, Alex? Do. I didn't have anything. Oh, well to do. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. And then basic piece of lumber. Uh, two by four. Two by four. Yeah, there he is. Uh, nice. Two That's fun. Nice. Cool. That was fun. Good stuff. Good guys. So bef before we kind of end this episode, um, obviously next week we'll be continuing our series about discussing movies, cult mm -hmm. classic, cult classic movies. Um, Georgia, would you like to give us a little bit of a sneak, 
sneak preview as to what next week's movie Well, hang be. on now. Hang on now, because I've, I've picked one. Yeah. George's, George's oh. One. oh, okay. So now, da, 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 I think it's your turn, Alex. Let me think. It's a cult classic movie. Any, any jump out at you? Uh, any Joel Silver movie? I mean, I don't, know yeah. if, I don't know if Speed Racer counts. Ooh, actually, that's that a cool might classic. Be a good one. Like the, um, the live action movie, the Wachowski, the Wachowski one. The Wachowski one. We could do that. If we wanted to keep with Joel Silver, we could do Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. Yeah. Those I weren't like really that. flops, but yeah. they were definitely critically panned. Let's do, yeah. Let's do. We can think about it too. But which one was Batman Forever? Sure. That's with Val Kilmer, and it has Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Oh, uh, I think let's and do that one. That one? Okay. Batman Forever. One. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sound good? Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for discussion on Batman Forever. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> see you guys later. Uh...